This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. But delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. and listening to Chris and Leicester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Right, Chris. All right there. All right at the back. How the devil are you all? Welcome along. It's Leicester Till I Die. How are we feeling? It got to be feeling better, haven't we? Dare I say it? We're back. 
Mm. Might, might might be pushing it, but you, <laughs> I live in hope. I'm a Leicester fan. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Good evening. This is where you can watch us and listen to us. Yes, how are we feeling? Uh, it's the return of Claudio. He's back. Um, it's going to be nice to see him again, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure he's going to get an amazing welcome, even though obviously he is with Watford. Um, it is another home game for us. Problem is, we've lost the last two Premier League home games by an aggregate score of 5 0. Not sounding good, but on the plus, only Norwich City have scored the opening goal in fewer Premier League games than Watford. Well, that means Watford are going to do it then, doesn't it? We do like to give teams a lead. It is the Premier League preview show, and it is Chris and Craig, and this is the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready And we'll say good evening to the thinking man, Jeremy Clarkson. Craig, good evening, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm good, thank you. The thinking man's Jeremy Clarkson. It seems to have gone out downhill in the last few weeks. I, I <laughs> used to get described as the, the older woman's crumpet. And uh, and now oh. I'm the thinking man's Jeremy Clarkson. Well, you know, the, these women can't have too much crumpet out there. And I'm afraid they have got Julian Watts. Uh, that's true. Yeah, so I'm I'm well down the pecking order. I know my place. <laughs> yeah, you may you may be Leicester City to his um to his Manchester United, but believe you me, I'm his Norwich City. So let's uh, take what you've got, Craig. And the thinking man's uh, Jeremy Clarkson. Does that yeah. make you? Uh, does that make you James May? Oh, I, I need to let my hair go a bit wilder, don't I? For that, you do. He doesn't. He doesn't like the old hairdressers, does he? No, I'm not sure he likes a lot. To be honest, he's quite he's, he's quite laconic. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a big word for. A I look that one up, kids. I'll, I'll, I'll look that one up as well. Talking to kids, you might want to ask your parents about this. Uh, Craig, what were you doing this day in 1927? <laughs> I think I was just coming back from my first day at school. Well, I, that I, I can believe. But did you know on this day that the first commentary from Filbert Street captured the drama as Leicester City beat Newcastle United 3-0 in what was Division 1? Arthur Chandler grabbed the goals for City and Arthur Lockhead completed the scoring. You know what, Chris? I did not know that. That should have been your quiz question. It, it could have been, yeah. yeah. So you would have got me on that one. That was on this day in history, and I think we should test, Craig, every one, <laughs> every one of these we do. I think that would be totally fair. Um, mm. Very quickly, before we get on to the re return of, of, of Claudio, 
I've got another quiz question for you then, actually. Where does Delia Smith live? Where does Delia Smith live? That's um, that's a very good question. I'm going to say it's not Norwich. Um, well, I can tell you exactly where she lives. She lives on Let's Be Avenue. A very brave woman giving her address out in the middle of the pitch, I thought. <laughs> have we, are we, are we, are we just sort of setting the level, Chris? Is that what you're doing here? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, the level's been set low for weeks. Well, you know, I, well, I wonder it... whether you're going to get done on the uh, trade description because the in the uh, on the intro bit, you say 60 minutes of fun and banter. So when does that start? Well, I'm the fun and banter. I don't know exactly what you are. <laughs> I bet there's, a, there's probably a, a rhyming slang somewhere for me. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, that's where she lives. Let's be having you. I was quite pleased with that when I thought of that earlier. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do when we play Norwich? I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it. Don't worry. I'll bring it back. <laughs> no, I think that will get a, a many an airing just on its own. I think it is... You know, this they say that chair, the, the club owners don't care, but you know, I remember, anyway. Um, in fact, I'm just thinking, I almost gave out an answer then because I remember I've got that is referred to in the Norwich quiz questions. Now, remember when we were doing the quiz mm. and we had the Norwich fan lined up, yes, and he uh he dipped out twice, didn't he? I think he did. So we haven't had the Norwich questions, and there's a question about that in there, and I very nearly gave away the answer then. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Norwich fans, I don't know what it is about Norwich fans. They they just let me down. Two of them have let me down, so I've kind of given up on them, to be mm. honest with you, as indeed of most of the Premier League. Let, let's not lie. Yeah. Um, Brad, good evening. Um, looking forward to the game, more confident after last night's performance. Neil, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? It's the tall one. You're back. Evening, everyone. My God, we won a game. Convincingly, someone hold my drink. So I, had to, I had to look very closely at that, Neil. I'm not going to say what I thought it was, but somebody hold my... Oh, yeah, drink. I'm going to faint. Well, you've got a long way to fall, haven't you? That was it. Make sure uh, make sure Ant's near you. You can fall on him. Um, but welcome along. TM, good evening. Um, hey guys, good evening. Hope you, uh, hope you're okay. Please don't mention our game. <clears throat> you know what? I believe Craig was it not? Take me notes here. Spurs, <laughs> Spurs one, Mura two. I think it was obviously, yes. you know, but. And if you fair, don't know who they are, if you don't know who they are, I should actually say they are actually a small football club in North London. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> usually, you know, teams teams raise their game when they come up against European giants, but Spurs didn't seem to do it. 
No. <laughs> oh, bless you, TM. Welcome along. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry. I had actually got that written down for earlier. And I've got to say, that wasn't one of mine. I, I thank Doug from the Dugout Football Channel for that one. He, he, he allowed me to use it. Uh, and TM, you just crossed the ball over. I had to nod it in. Um, Dan, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. I've not seen you before, so you're more than welcome. Um, was I dreaming or did we score from a corner? Look, let's quick let's quickly touch on it. Is this an I mean I'm I'm scared to say it, but mm. is this a new beginning? Steve Walsh jokingly in his score predictions for the weekend game thinks this is a new beginning. Yeah. We've had those before, haven't we, this season? We have indeed. I mean, a couple of things on that. I think one of us went for a 3-1 last night. I'm not sure which one of us that was. Oh, it was me. Yeah. Um <laughs> and um, you might well have been dreaming. Can I just, can I just say it's been a year and about three months, and you've been waiting for that to happen. So, thank you. Well done, thank sir. You. Well done. Thank you, everyone. Well done. <laughs> um, not only did we score from a corner, we didn't concede with one now from one. Now, I'm not sure when that last happened in a game, but um, mm. yeah, I no, I'm, I'm not seeing it as a. As a turning of the corner, I think we we started the game better. I think we could have still conceded. Um, we 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 lapsed back a little bit second half, which was a little bit worrying. You know, having said that, they did exactly what we asked them to do in the preview show, which was win the game by half time and then manage it through. And mm. they did that by all uh, by all accounts, really. And uh, but I, I think they I think we could have gone for a fourth goal because you knew. It, it would have only taken something out of the blue. They had a few corners and free kicks and things. You get to 3-2, they get one, and then it's very, very nervous time. So I would have liked to have, to have gone for it a little bit more and got uh, and got a fourth, but then I'm being greedy on the back of what we've seen recently. So um, all in all, it was a good night. I mean, watching it as I was on telly, um, they were saying that um, Legia changed formation at half-time went to a back four, which made them more defensive, but yeah. then they didn't offer as much in attack in the second half. No, there wasn't much. It was a bit of a, a bit, it was a bit of a grinding it out. And I'm sure anybody who watched it on TV or, or um, who was there, um, I think in the first half, sort of Madison lit up the game. And then in the second half, uh, the away fans did. So, um, <laughs> you know, and no doubt we'll get fined for that in some reason. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully not. But, you know, isn't it just the Leicester City way? We'll get through, we'll get Barcelona coming down from the Champions League and we'll have to play it behind closed doors. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I was just on a, on a West Ham channel before we came on here tonight and... Um, and they said the same, you, you'll probably get in trouble for it, whether it's the home team's responsibility for, for this. Uh, and it maybe it was a bit of handbags at dawn, they were ripping up the, the, the seat covers and what have you. But, I mean, you know, how the hell did they get the flares in? That's the question. I mean, I know when I've gone to, to watch us at, at Wembley a couple of times, the security there, A, they weren't asking for any proof of COVID, and B... They looked open, open my bag that I'd got with me, looked in it and shut it. Now, I could have had anything at the bottom of that and they didn't check it. So, yeah, 
I can't I mean, understand whether they just it's lack secu- lack security or they sort of left it there when they were building the stadium. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous, really. The last time I saw that many flares was in Granny's at 1975. Granny's, um, that was me. That was probably me. <laughs> that was it, was it? Yeah, I love but yeah, I mean they've done really well. Whether they've they've hidden them very well somewhere, I don't know how big those flares were, but uh, they managed to get them through because it looked like the security and the patting down was quite, um, uh, how shall we say, quite thorough. Right. You know, there was quite a queue outside of the of the away end, and they were taking quite a while to get them through. So whether they managed to um, get them all smuggled in in the middle of the banner that they unfurled just before they they set them mm. all off. I don't know, but um, somehow they managed it. They did. Actually, I, I do have a feeling that I say, and I'm being a bit, uh, bit um, typical. Uh, I don't, I can't think of the word, but yeah, you know, being Polish, I thought when they built the stadium, they might have sort of, you know, left them there for, to pick up at a later date. Uh, Yeti, good evening. How the devil are you? Um, it would be good if we could play both halves. Hopefully, we'll actually turn up against Watford and get some momentum for Napoli. Um, Brad, when we scored from a corner, I knew we'd win. Miracles do happen. Well, if anybody knows about miracles, our version of Jesus does. Um, <laughs> TM, yes, very greedy. Words and pictures. Hammers fan, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? The thinking man's Jeremy Clarkson <laughs> and the drinking man's Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> At least you were polite and didn't call me the eating man's Jeremy, Parsons, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. So for that, I thank you, sir. Uh, Yeti boy, uh, Leicester fans aren't allowed to bring plastic bottles into the ground, but the letter way fans bring anything mm. in. Uh, Brad says, uh, for, Napoli do not want second place. This could inadvertently play into our hands. Mm. It's going to be an interesting, interesting last game, but we, it's in our own hands, and that's the thing. It, you know, we, we, we go into that last game, which we always knew was going to be a difficult one, Um when you know when the draw was made, you know, away to the technically the strongest team in the group is not how you want to end up, but yeah, that's that's what it was. So, but nobody's going. You know, if we go to that last game, and anybody hmm. out the four can basically still go through in some form or another. That's true. I think at least with the win last night, it did guarantee us more European football. You know, we yeah, admittedly we could go into the um the conference, uh, the Europa Conference League, where I was looking at it last night and there's uh, still some pretty big uh, European names in that competition, obviously, yes. and and Spurs. Um, but, you know, <laughs> so we well, are guaranteed I, European football, you know, not I, necessarily I, the level that, that we, that we no. uh, wanted. But having said that, you know, it, it, it may look like it might be our best best route to be in the Europa League next season may yes. well be by going down and winning that. So even if we did, I, I think we'll get the result that we need. But mm. even if we did, let's not look at it on a on a totally negative thing. We're still playing European football into next year. Copenhagen, they're in the uh, Europa, uh, in the Conference League. And we got there, we were played them in the group stages of the Champions League. Left, exactly, you know, you know teams like yeah. teams like Rapid Vienna, I think, are in it. Mm. You know, there's, you know, who've been in Europe for years and years and years. So obviously, 
you know, a lot of these teams would have been in the Europa League had they not sort of cut it down this year and, and gone um, uh, and, and created the Conference League. Um, but it's in our hands. And I think if you'd have started the, the, the competition and saying it's in our hands going into the last game, we'd have probably taken it. Yes. You know, you always would, wouldn't you? Because like I say, you know, if we were, you know, it's a simple point. We win, we're champions. And you know what you've got to go as. Yeah. Um, Terry says, oh, Craig remembers Granny's, remembers its forerunner, the casino owned by Ted Holt. I don't, um, I'm afraid. No, I don't Terry, either. Sorry. Yeah. I changed my mind. I was going to say the horse fair, but I thought I'd say Granny's and bring a few more of the older folk in. I think, I think Granny's, it, it, I remember Granny's. I don't remember the casino. What was no, the one? Um, you know the clock tower? And then yeah. next to the clock tower, and I haven't lived in Leicester now for 40 years, so it has all changed. But you had the Haymarket. Yeah. And then up in the corner, there was an entrance. I think you went upstairs and there was a club upstairs. Yeah, I think it was called Bailey's. Bailey's. Was it Bailey's? Well, there was, I think it was Bailey's, was it? Was it Bailey's? I remember they, they used to have quite a lot of sort of cabaret, when cabaret was a thing. They did. They did. I was uh, just going they, to say, I can remember... Having a first date there with a girl called Debbie, a uh, very, very nice lady, I should say. And uh, we went to see Freddie Starr. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah how, you know, I know how to treat a girl. You know? Welcome welcome to all our yesterdays. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to her. <laughs> Probably it's glad her, that her loss, she got Chris. away. <laughs> oh, you're a gentleman, sir. You're a gentleman. Anyway, enough enough talk about uh, our, our, our disco hugging flair. Oh, I used to love seven flares, <laughs> kipper ties. Do you remember kipper ties? And mm. the shirts had the big round collars on them. And platform shoes. Did you have a pair of platform shoes? I didn't. Uh, fortunately, have... I was I was tall enough that I didn't need them. And uh, oh, and I wasn't going to go with them uh, from a fashion point of view. That's for sure. Oh, they were brilliant, mind you. It didn't matter about them because your flares <coughs> were that big. That yeah, they so covered the covered them up, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Spend a fortune on shoes, and then nobody saw them. Oh, I remember hurting my ankle doing that. But uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk about <laughs> the weekend, Sunday. Um, 28th of November, King Power Stadium. It's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, we're hosting, as I say, our friend Claudio. It's on BBC Radio Leicester Sport and lcfc.com forward slash radio if you want to listen to it. Um, actually, looking forward to this, uh, Craig. I, I am as much as the game, it will be great mm. to have uh, Claudio back. Um, we've not had a chance to. To pay homage to him, really, have we? Since no. uh, since he left, you know, we never got that sort of going away game, as it were. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like he he was going to retire or anything. So we got a game to say goodbye to him. He was gone, and uh, and he's not been back since. So it's going to be great, you know. And I'm sure that he's going to get a fantastic reception before the game. Um, obviously, as the game goes on, the, we only want one result, but. Uh, yes. But it'll be great just to just to to hear the old dilly ding dilly dong ringing out, as I'm sure yes. it will be. Yeah, Terry says it was definitely Bailey's. So uh, thank you, Terry. Um, it's got sorry, my mind my mind's going back to uh, you're back to uh, Debbie uh, now, and you're just wondering what's happened to her. Back to that night, amongst other things. No, 
I did actually, uh, I actually contacted by the BBC and they're doing a, a bit of an extra special with it being the return of Claudio. And, and they asked me sort of some questions and they sort of said, what sort of reception will he get? And and I said, I think the crowd will, will still love him. You know, it, it, it's funny because you're only as good as your last games. But and we know the last games under Claudio weren't that brilliant. But what he achieved before that was, we know it was a miracle. It was a miracle. Yeah. And he will get, like you say, probably once the, get, once the whistle goes, I'm sure there'll be lots and lots and lots of chants and cheers. And hopefully... He's able to come out and acknowledge the crowd, and knowing Claudio as I think we do, I think I think he will do. I, I hope so. I, I, I hope he comes out a little bit early, and uh, as the teams mm. come out, and, and they give him that, they afford it. I would expect the Birch would be there, and hopefully, you know, you never know because you know he's he's a professional man as well, and and he yes. may well be. You know, I'm purely focused on Watford. And uh, he'll take the applause when he comes out to the dugout, but he may not want to do anything uh, other than that. But uh, what, whatever happens, he'll get a fantastic reception. And uh, he, he, as you say, you know, you yeah, you are only as good as your last game. And another nod to the uh, Spurs fans. Obviously, they wouldn't know this, but from a manager's perspective, you're only as good as the last Premier League that you won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you you want me to play my uh my bit where I own them again, but I, I haven't loaded it up. I haven't loaded it up. But um yeah, and I think you'll get a, I think you'll get a nice welcome from top as well because you know oh, yeah, he, yeah. he came he came back we know when 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 we had the the game after the the, the accident where top uh, you know the child yeah. passed away. But it, it was obviously different times and a different reason then, but uh, I think he, I think he will welcome him back. Oh, and I think definitely. you know, yes, yeah. This is how it looks at the moment. Twelfth place, uh, we were third, I think it was this time last season. Nine more points than we've got now. Watford <sighs> sat there in sixteenth uh, place. They're not out of danger yet, and I, I, so I was surprised when I did this because I actually thought Watford were higher than that. But um, no, I, I thought the, right. when I looked at the table, what what surprised me and almost frightened me was that if they beat us, they go above us. Yes, yes. This is how tight this decision, mm. you know, this division is, and this is why I'm wondering whether I'm being totally fair or not because we're six points off sixth place i think mm. but we're also six points off the relegation so things go either way but yeah, yeah. a win and you know the, the incentive is there for claudio oh definitely um you know he's had a couple of really good results yeah since he's since he's been there you know obviously the manchester united but uh what was it i think five two up away at everton everton yes yeah, yeah so you know they've got goals in them so they're going to be a bit of a threat if we're if we're not on our game um so we can't take them lightly at all i think it's it's good for us that sar is injured i understand so he won't be playing um but they are you know you saw that against manchester united there's not many stars in that team you know if we, if we okay. did another you know, combined 11, I think it's going to be pretty much all Leicester City again. Mm. Um, but we know how Claudio can mould a, a group of sort of average players into a uh, a well-functioning unit, you know, and that's what he seems to be doing. So I don't think there's any way that we can take them for granted, that's for sure. No, I, I mean, you know, 
it very much reminds me of, of, of Leicester. You know, we had no, you know, star players at that point, you know. At, yeah. That that as it at that point, but but you know that band of brothers he got us playing. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I one of the other things I was asked by the by, by the guy at the BBC was was this the you know was it a, a good appointment by Watford and you know it surprised me because I didn't think following the Fulham his mm. time at Fulham when he couldn't keep them up that he wasn't a relegation battling type of manager. But in fairness, Watford have taken him on earlier. Hmm. So he's got, let, let's face it, over two-thirds of the season to, to do it. Yeah. He didn't have that time at, at, um, uh, at Fulham. So he, 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 he's, I think he could probably do it, to be honest with you. You know, I think, well, I think he's shown enough already that he can get some results. I mean, he's already done it against, as I say, against Everton, against Manchester United. Uh, and then in other games, they look woeful. You know, it's yes. it's a bit weird. I think probably the fact that uh, Watford have got Italian owners probably, you know, had some bearing on it as well uh, in terms yeah. of the conversations that you could have with the owners and uh, maybe a little bit of knowledge of Italian football and, and bringing some of them in. It'd be interesting to see what they do in January, whether mm. there's any Italian loan signings coming in to try and bolster the squad. Um but he's definitely, you know, he's still a capable manager. It's whether he's in the right environment where the players buy into it. I don't think he did at Fulham. Um, clearly not. Um, but now, you know, he's 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 more than capable of, of doing it with the right set of players. Yes, he is. I mean, then I did wonder when he said, oh, they've had a good result and then sometimes they've been woeful. I had to sort of stop and think, oh, who, who are you talking about? Because <laughs> you could almost be describing Leicester there. Yeah, true. Uh, we yeah. have been in uh, in patches, haven't we? We've been really poor yeah. in places. But, I mean, just thinking about the way the Watford team line up at the moment, in terms of they're quite solid in terms of old school defences. Mm. And all their paces up front, um, so they try and get the ball quickly up to them. You know, remind you of any Premiership winning team? Um, you know, it's so it's almost like he's trying to mould it in a similar thing. He's got Sissoko in the middle of the pitch, mm. who's a, a sort of grafter and a ball carrier. So there's, there's similarities in the in the in the group of players that he's got. And not not for any stretch of the imagination do I think they're going to do mm -hmm. anything beyond safety. But I think he's more than capable of doing it. Yeah. Scott said he thinks it will be a fast-paced game from mm. both sides. Just hoping we can get one over on Cloud. I just hope we can get the first goal for a change. It would be Well, it was interesting good. that... I, I, I assume you managed to watch the game last night, did you, Chris? Yes. At all? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, the mood was set from the kickoff, wasn't it? When Dak had yes. chased down the defender, sort of won the ball and then barged him into the stand and, and sort of yeah. went through in on, on goal. And and that got the crowd going straight away. So that first five, ten minutes, we were at the old pace that we used to play at. You know, we were yeah. closing people down. Madison wanted the ball. Uh, again, it's interesting that you don't you don't know. With, with you being at the game, you can look at things that not necessarily get shown because the cameras are following yeah. the ball all the time. Yes. So Madison was wanting the ball a hell of a lot more than he got the ball. He was constantly demanding it and he was getting really frustrated at times that they weren't giving him the ball quickly enough. 
the other thing that was uh, was interesting, and I don't know whether you it, this was caught on the cameras as well, was from corners how we we seem to have a bit of a mix now, and it was it seemed to be a little bit zonal, but a little bit man for man as well, like the second tier of of people were man for man to almost stop them getting the run on the zonal ones. So they've sort of mixed it up. And Schmeichel was taking a lot more command in that penalty area. There was one point where he actually physically dragged young Thomas into the position that he wanted him. Um, <laughs> and he was shouting at them a lot more. I, I'm, I'm down yes. at the side level with the 18-yard box uh, right. at that end um, in front of the cop. And he was a lot more vociferous than he has been. So I think the players realise what's been going on at corners and uh, and they definitely seem to have tweaked it a little bit. There was allegedly supposed to be this conversation that um, that Rogers has had with the players when he went in to reaffirm his commitment to Leicester and, that you know, ignore the rumours, guys, it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm staying sort of thing. Maybe during that more came out than, and maybe like we you know, we were talking. I think it was you ourselves. We're talking about maybe some of the players need to speak to Rogers and say, "Look, yeah. this isn't working for us, guys." Maybe maybe they did, did have a big old chin wag. Maybe maybe you know he decided that he was going to have one of those open conversations that they're all allowed mm. to say their piece and uh, yeah, without any comeback on it. But there was definitely uh, a different mood out there. As I say, there was they definitely came out of the blocks. That's for sure. And it was interesting that. I think I think Brendan had taken on board the criticism that he got by criticising the fans because mm. he made the point at the end of the game. I again, I don't know if the cameras cut off and went back to um, just the, the probably the drivel that was being talked in the in the studio, but Brendan came out onto the pitch and he went round the ground clapping the fans, mm. um, making sure that he was very visible and uh, acknowledging the support that the crowd had given the team that night. So I think he realised that he needed a little bridge building to be going on as well. That's funny because I was about to ask, obviously at the Chelsea game, there was booing at half-time mm -hmm. and there was booing at full-time. It's good to see that I think, you know, when the players are off the pitch technically or mm -hmm. there's no play going on, then... I'm not against a little bit of booing, but certainly not during the sort of passage of play. Yeah. It does let, you know, as fans, we always say, you know, we, we contribute to their wages without, we know what it's like without the fans. You know, they'll say, oh, what would it be like without the fans? We know we've had two seasons almost without fans. Um, you know, we're entitled as paying fans to say what, what you think. And that's the one of the easiest ways to do it. Just don't do it, like I say, during the game. But maybe did you think that affected the players and 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 Brendan and they went and they kind of but it's not something that Leicester fans do an awful lot, no. you know. No, and, it, yeah, I mean you're right. It could have been almost like the the fans drawing a line in the sand and saying, "Look, you know, this is what we actually think." And there's there's not. Um, yeah, well done. Uh, enjoy it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot that, um, that that fans can do. They can either stay away, or they can boo. I guess you know. Yeah. The silent treatment doesn't really work in a ground, does it? And say, right, I'm not going to cheer. Um, you get swept up in the emotion of it. So, mm. you know, I don't agree with it. I, you know, personally, I wouldn't boo. Um, 
you know, I think I would have to be, you know, forcibly, you know, something would really have to, to happen for me to, to get to that level. But some fans, that's all, that's the only thing they've got in their armory mm. to let them know that this isn't good enough. It's not acceptable. And the fans, as I said before, and I said it in the pre Legend Warsaw game, the fans will accept most things. What they won't stand for is a lack of effort or yes. a perception of effort. Yes. And you saw from the off last night, they were into it. It was almost like they'd been given that uh, that message, go yeah. out and show that you're hungry. I mean, it, you, you know, you, you can't say boo to a player on, on social media these days without, you know, someone is, oh, that's not right. You can't say that mm. and you can't say this. That's the woke world we're living in at the mm. moment. And I think it is a way of, like I say, you you know you support the team for me while they are playing. Yeah. You know, after the match, we cheer. Let's face it, if they win, they get a great round of applause coming off the pitch and they'll deserve it. And I think we've got every right to boo. And it is our way of letting them know mm. sort of how we feel. How else, you know, how else do we get that across, you know, if, yeah. if we don't? And Let's hope they take it on board, and then mm. next time it it, it won't happen. Yeah. Um, Facebook user here says Brendan's press conference after last night was quite reassuring that the counter press will be played like that going forward to higher up the pitch quicker. Well, we can, mm. we can but hope, can't we? <laughs> well, it was interesting. You know, obviously we'll never know how different that game would have been if Johnny Evans had played had not sort yes. of felt a muscle tweak. Um, Daniel Amati I thought Daniel Amati had a really good game to be honest and again probably things that you don't see on the cameras is that he's there we go Um, he's quite vociferous as well he was barking orders around and telling people where to be and um, uh, and and pulling out having a go at Soyan Chu you know other players as well and 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 was really, really vocal, which was great to see. He's sort of growing in confidence that he's had a run of games. And let's not forget, you know, we'll hop back to it. He was player of the tournament in a previous African Cup of Nations. And you, you're yes. not getting that if you're not a decent player. So mm-hmm. maybe he's just had to be given his head a little bit. You know, he still makes the odd mistake. But then, you know, show me a defender that doesn't or a central yes. defender that doesn't. Yeah, but he looks more reassured. He reads the game pretty well, and he was making some good covering tackles. Obviously, I think you know Fafana stepped straight back into that, but he was moving the ball a lot quicker than Johnny Evans would move the ball. And you know, part of me thinks you know I'd be quite happy to stick with their, them as a central uh, defensive pairing again on uh, at the weekend. I don't think, yeah, you know, Amarty. <laughs> I, I said after the match, you know. Amart is probably my first name I'd write down in that whatever defensive back yeah. line I'm going for. The first name I'd be putting down at the moment is Amarty, and that mm-hmm. shows how far he's come. But yes, I think, you know, I suppose when you're getting the odd game here and there and you're trying to tell a Turkish international what to do, he's going to yeah. say, well, you know, you hardly play. How do you know sort of thing? But like mm-hmm. you say, he gets that confidence because he is being given a, a run of games, you know. Yeah, no, I thought I thought he, I, I thought he had a really solid game. You know, not spectacular, but really solid. So uh, yes, as yeah. I say, and I, and I'd, I'd personally stick with them for uh, for the Watford game. Definitely, and apparently it's Brad is Facebook user. Uh, he wasn't oh, right. signed in. One job, Brad. 
one job and you uh, and you fail at it. What am I saying? Hi, David. How are you doing? Nice to see you. Um, how the devil are you? So, um, our head-to-head against Watford. Mm. Uh, 12 times we've played them in the Premier League. Um, we've got seven wins. I mean, we're definitely the stronger of the two teams there, uh-huh. but I think you can probably, you know, see how they've been sort of coming up and down recently. Um, a couple of draws in there. But we have won six at home, mm-hmm. and Watford haven't won any away at all. So that bodes well um, for the game. And last, and last season, um, yeah, they got the draw in the return, but most people get something off us towards the end, weren't they? <laughs> um, no, in fact, that's not. That's wrong, actually, isn't it? That's not um, last season, is it? Uh, twenty. Well, you got twenty nineteen and twenty twenty there. No, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it would have been. So yes, um, so I've got I've got to kind of feel hopeful. But going into the match, that's the form. The form's pretty Mm. even. In fairness, you know they have got within their armory there, and these are just obviously Premier League results. This isn't taking in any cup games or, or Europe, but. Uh, they have got, like you said there, the Man United, Everton. Apart from the Liverpool game, which in fairness was Claudio's first one, yeah. they've only lost by the, the odd goal to Southampton and Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and we, we have had those those couple of batterings. And I just, do, 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 you know, my worry is that as so often this season, we seem to have a good performance. And then Brendan goes and changes things, you know, yeah. similar to the to the Great Escape year under Nigel. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting what he goes with. I mean, I think that formation that he played uh, in, in terms of the front three and a one uh, was he, he went the same way, didn't he? I think in the in the previous game that didn't work, just went went back to a one up front, um, but. I think he has to sort of stick with that. You know, I think it, it gives mm. us more. I, I, I don't think he can go back to a five. It it has worked at times, you know, which is a frustrating thing. But against certain teams, if you're coming up a te- against a team who are not particularly going to come out, they're going to look to hit us on the break. So you've got to go with a four and, and, and a four as the, as the back four. Indeed, and then another four or five, whatever it is up front in terms of the formation, how he goes. Mm. Um, but I think he's got to do that. He's got to give Madison his head again. He, he looked a lot more like his old self. And what, what you noticed was that when Madison had the ball, he had more options because he had three in front of him. He had Luckman, he had Barnes and he had Daka, all making decent runs for him. When he plays with that five... You, if, if the wing backs don't get back, uh, don't get forward, then he hasn't got the options up there. And, and a player like Madison needs options in front of him, you know, to either take players away for himself or for him to try and thread a pass through. So there was definitely an improvement there from Madison. So he's definitely going to be in. I've still got some doubts around um, Samari about his pitch coverage. It's bizarre mm. because at times, there was one uh, occasion last night where he didn't get the ball, but he made a fantastic run, sprinted out into space uh, down the right side, didn't get the ball. But then other times he's just ambling about, not really breaking sweat to close people down. So 
I'm still not what, sure what kind of player he is, to be honest. And uh, and I thought uh, Dewsbury Hall gave us a lot more pitch coverage when he came on. Yep. Um, so Do he may think... get his head. He may get his chance in this game as well. But I think I think it's going to be tight from Watford. I don't think they're going to come out. And again, it's going to be one of those games where the first goal is really important. You know that we need to get it to draw them out of it. Otherwise, as you've seen, they've they've, only, they've lost a couple just one nil. They're not shipping lots of goals at the moment. So if they get a, their noses in front, then we know that Claudio is a is a master at closing out games. That run yeah. of five was it one nil victories in a row that we had. Yeah, you know you can't be giving them the first goal. The, the Italians know how to defend, don't they? Yeah. Um, talking about Samari, do you think you know sometimes when you get two players and they just don't gel together? You know, like everybody used to say with um, Lampard and Gerrard, oh, you can't play them together for England. But do you think we can't play Samari and Indeedy together? And then um, Indeedy, you know, like you said, I've written down here, like, you know, Indeedy and, Kate, and, and Kieran Dewsbury Hall, is that a better option than, than Indeedy and Samari? I, th I think so. But then you, you do get in that sort of catch-22 situation in that they can't work out the best way to play together if they don't play together. You know, yes. if, you know, in some ways, if, if they could work it where it allowed, one allowed the other to go forward, then that might work, you know. That you know, Wolf's no idiot when he goes forward, but sometimes no. he's got his defensive duties. But, um, but Samari, I'm not sure about. As I say, as I said before, the the the, the leggy game, he's better viewing the game in front of him, so coming from a little bit deeper and, and spotting runs. But it, for me, it's just that focus on the urgency to close people down. Which, if we're going to start going back to our, uh, a high press and an aggressive press, he needs to get on board with quickly. Otherwise, he's he's going to be out. Andrew says here, and this leads me on to, to, to my next point quite nicely. He says, still can't understand why he plays two defensive midfielders. I suppose as in Sumare and, and Indeedy. For me, though, I mean, Madison is best for me when he's given his head a little bit. Yeah. You know, and, and and he can go and and I think he had a, a bit of that last night. I think he was sort of had that bit of freedom. Mm -hmm. And some players, they are better like that. You know, mm -hmm. Gascoigne, you could you you know you couldn't tie him down into a, a Glenn yeah. Hoddle. They they have to be allowed to to sort of roam. And maybe you know having the two de defensive midfielders allows him to do that. Where if we have another attacking midfielder. On the pitch, and mm -hmm. I don't know whether I would actually say Tillemans is an out-and-out attacking midfielder, mm -hmm. but maybe you know if we lose the ball, it does mm -hmm. kind of you know leave Indeedy like you know the Zulu film. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's coming at him; he's just there on his own. I mean, with I mean, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we all clamoured for for the two up front, um, and that means really you, you either lose a ten or you lose your width. Um, yes. So what it looked like, he'd obviously gone back to almost forming a little diamond with the front four that you've got Dakar in front through the middle, Madison in behind him, and then two, two wider players, shall we say, who were quite happy to come in field in Barnes and Luckman as well. But I think the two, I'm not a big fan of the two DMs either. Um, okay. I don't like it when England do it. I think the only way you can play it is if one of them has a bit more freedom to go forward uh, in the yeah. same way that... Um, West Ham do it, for instance. So 
Suchek is is still classed as a defensive midfielder, but not as much as as Declan Rice. But both of them cover each other and they do go forward and they and they'll come out with the ball. Whereas your your traditional defensive midfielders will just sit in, win it, and give it to someone else. I think if you've got players who are comfortable in carrying the ball, then you can make it work. If you haven't, then all you end up with is two players just sat there giving it to the players in front and then there's not enough support. Mm. You've got to get players forward and, and get more people in the box. And it's something that I think we've lacked numbers in the box um, throughout this season. And it, it's something that I don't think we've had for quite a while in terms of getting the right number of players forward at any one time. I mean, when, well, I know when Brendan first came in and he took over from Puel, we did seem to have this exciting football back again and we seemed to almost have taken steps backwards. But, you know, we took, we spoke sort of before Chelsea, then post-Chelsea, but before um, Warsaw. And we were saying about Thomas Tuchel at Chelsea. He said, this is, this, is, this is my formation. I'm sticking to this. This is what I'm doing. You worry about me. Where we've said, you know, Brendan tends to sort of overthink things, and you know, maybe he should work, just concentrate on us being the attacking and let everybody else worry about us for a change. Yeah. And I just think, you know, for me, I would love the sort of the, the, the if you like, three up front, you know, with 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 whether it be Vardy or Daka yeah. and and Inacho, and then Madison in that free role behind. Uh, but you've got to have, you know, because Tillemans knows when to go forward, but he knows when to come back. And mm. Indeedy, I don't like Indeedy in the um, in the in, in in our own penalty box because he does tend to sort of his hands are sort of everywhere. And it wasn't fortunate, and he's he's totally forgiven because obviously he went and, yeah. and made it fair by getting one up the other end. But mm. you could almost see there's certain things you could almost see happening, and Indeedy giving away a handball is one of those things. It, it, it is almost almost as regular as a Frank Sinclair own goal for those yeah. of you that are old enough to remember. I think I, I watched it back and I think there was a little deflection off Soyuncu yes, that, that sort was. of yeah. took it away from him. But yeah, I think it's safe to say that his body shape wasn't right for defending that ball, that's for sure. No. But, and it was one of those that as soon as you saw it, you knew it was going to be given. And you yeah. could tell by the player's body language, nobody argued against it either. No, and Casper no. was un, unfortunate. He was. Uh, I still don't know how, why, when you're doing that, and he got to it, and maybe I'm asking too much of him, mm. but, you know, if you're going to hit it at that sort of angle there, push mm. it out that way. I think goal, I, I think it was a fairly it. poor penalty, so it sort of came into his body a, a little yes. bit more than he thought, so he almost had to pull his hands back in. And that's yes. why. So it wasn't wide enough for it to push away. It was either yeah. going straight back out or or the way it went. So uh, it was unfortunate, but fair play. The guy reacted quicker than we did. Well, I'm going to say at the end of the day, that's what you want of your players, isn't it? To to, yeah. to, to react like that. Um, let's just have a look here. Uh, season so far, I know you, uh, you, you're always confused by these stats, aren't you? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, the bottom let, one, yeah. The bottom one confuses you. But let me just uh, bring that up uh, bigger on my other screen so I can I can read that out. Um, yeah, the, the, the chances created per match. I don't know how they work these things. There's be some way they work it out. But, you know, you've got to say, really, there's got to be goals tomorrow because, you know, one clean sheet for us and none for Watford. 
surely there has got to be goals. You would think so, wouldn't you? I, I, although, mm. you know, part of me thinks that you've put the kiss of death on that now, Chris. Um, yeah, well, I'd take a 1-0. Yeah. I would take a 1-0. Well, I'd, I'd take a 1-0. I'd, I'd take three points, that's for sure. Because when you look at the table, we can't afford to drop no. any more ground, let alone looking over a shoulder. You know, that, yeah. that sort of gap starts um, starts getting a little bit bigger. So we've we got to keep ourselves in touch with... As I say, no, but I don't think anybody's got grandeurs of the top four this season. Um, no. But you want to be, you want to be sitting around the sort of seven, eight, and you can see that just a few games, you know, a decent run of games and decent results pulls you up the table. I mean, I, I'm almost shocked to see that Wolves are sitting in uh, in sixth place. Who yeah. seemed to me, I thought they had a shocking start to the season, but all of a sudden, I think they've had two or three wins. A bit of yeah. consistency, and uh, and they're up in sixth place, and so we need to put a run of games together now, not just not just ones. And, uh, the you interesting know, thing is, now. yeah, the interesting thing is the average goal scored per match. But you could say the Everton and the Man United matches for them up yeah. that, but that's dead on exactly the same one point three three. But like we said before, six points off the relegation, six points off Europe. Yeah, <laughs> we are just sat in the middle, and do you think? You know, I mean, Brendan's come out and he said he doesn't want, he didn't want the Newcastle. You know, he, he said at the start he doesn't want Arsenal, doesn't want Tottenham. He's now saying he doesn't want Man United. Would he have been coming out saying those things if we were again this time last year, sat in third and nine more points? Or does he kind of realise, well, hang on, I'm not the hot property that I was mm. before? Maybe, maybe. I think. Um... I think you saw by you know his performance after the game last night that um, uh, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of ego around Brendan and mm. um, I think I think Brendan's biggest fan is Brendan, um, but you know he's clear he's, he's a good manager. You know, let's not you know I, I know it's easy to say right he's um, he should be getting more out of the players and, and he should. But he's a decent manager and he's a decent coach, but I still think he's got a lot to prove to get to the point where he would be under serious consideration for one of those top jobs. I, I as I said before, he hasn't got a good European pedigree for a start, so he mm. needs to show show that, uh, and he needs to show how he reacts when his team has a bit of a blip and we've been having a blip. So, yeah. you know, if he can pull us out of it and start getting us up and around that European. Um, places again, then it then it's good for his CV. But yeah, I think I think Brendan knows he's onto a pretty good thing here. Uh, he's mm. got fantastic facilities. You know, by and large, the the, the fans are with him. Um, we know, I think, or we, from what we seem to to see, you know, the border with him, tops with him. They think they've got the right person to bring through, sort of, and develop youth players. Um, so I think he knows that he's on a good thing. Uh, and at some point, I'm sure he'll fancy himself for a top job. But uh, I still think he's got a bit of proving to do here. I think he has. But I, a little bit of me is thinking, maybe he's thinking long-term project here. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- I think we, we, we've we seen and we'll never see the likes of Wenger's stay at Arsenal and Fergus at Man United again. But... You know, may, maybe he will be with us for a, for, for a bit. And said he's going to be singing Claudio's name from minute one to prove a point. I hope that point isn't that you're going to go on to X Factor, Ant. 
Are you taking a box with you? <laughs> so in case Ooh. so you can stand Oof. on it. Ooh. I hope you're not going to Southampton, Ant, because you might bump into me because I'm going to be there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and maybe you find out I'm not that tall either. Be welcome along. Anyway, nice to have you along. Uh B Crom, we're gonna win the Europa League. Do you know something stranger things have happened? You know, we we are Leicester. Well, particularly at this club, yeah. Yes, you know, it it could go well. We, we could end up it being a complete reverse, and we come, you know, this time last season, Man City had a didn't have a very good start towards mm. the end. Liverpool had a bad run, but came just good right at the end. So, who knows? Who knows? It, I mean, when you look be. at the the, the, uh, the stature of teams that have won this in recent years, you know, Villarreal won it last year. You wouldn't say that they were any um Spanish giant. I know uh, Sevilla have won it a few times, you know, yeah. a bigger club, but. You know, not a giant club as well. So there, there are um, precedents for a less fanciful team to to win it, and it's the one thing now that's missing from our CV, a European uh, trophy. So um, yeah, who knows? But like you say, we'll we'll get we'll get Barcelona and uh... or Dortmund. <laughs> Dortmund are definitely down. You know, I'll they're definitely we'll, down now. I tell you what will be typical. This would be so Leicester City is that we do end up second, we get into the playoffs, and yet again, we get knocked out by Atletico Madrid, who have come down from the... From the, uh, the Are they down League. as well? They're, they're in danger of finishing third. Right. So that, that, that table is... I think it's either Benfica, uh, Benfica, Atletico Madrid or Milan are coming think... down to join us. In, uh... I may be making this up, but I thought I'd heard that whoever finishes third in the Champions League mm. has another playoff just to, to see who stays up and who's goes. I, I, I don't, all I, don't I know think is so. that... I think I think they they play whoever's second in these. Um, Do they right in the, in the Europa right. League? Yeah, right. So yeah, uh, we could get Dortmund, Barcelona, Benfica, Atletico Madrid. Who knows? So who knows? the easiest way. Just win the win the group. It is exactly. Although talking of Barcelona, we're going to move on, and we have got Leicester's very own Lionel Messi because it's hard to choose. We've been changing this a lot during the season, and I'm sure we're going to plump on one thing eventually. But we asking you to try and pick the a Leicester team that's going to turn up is almost like asking you to, to give me the winning lottery numbers. You know, I think for any team, you can't tell now who's going to be playing and who's not. And at the last minute, somebody gets injured and and, and we've got this squad now, so things are rotated. Um, one to watch is always obviously an option, but this is something we used to do last, last season, not mm. in quite the detail we did, but foot in both camps. A Leicester mm. player who has appeared for both teams. Now, this gentleman I have approached to actually come on one of the shows because he does um, he does do punditry work. He couldn't yeah. come on tonight. He said, oh, I can't work with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> but he may, he may be available Monday. I don't know if he will or not, but uh, fingers crossed we might be able to get him mm. on the show on Monday. And that's uh, a certain Mr. David Connolly. Looking very much like Kevin Phillips there, but believe me, it is, uh, it is David uh, David Connolly. You remember him? I, I do remember him, and and I would put a lot of money on that being Kevin Phillips in the Watford shirt. That's for sure. Well, 
I would, I would, but it certainly came up as as uh, as, as um. Yeah. But I look, I had to look at that, and it, it, I couldn't find an, any any better picture to be honest with you. So I went for it, you know. But, uh, <laughs> what you what are your memories of David Connolly? Um, I remember him. Uh, you know, I don't remember him vividly. I mean, what's he? He got seventeen in forty nine games for us in the two thousand four two thousand five season. I remember him as a as a busy player, you know, and, and I quite liked him because he was one of those who was always on the go. Yeah. You know, we had a few yes. strikers around that time like that. Um, Paul Dickov, classic, you yeah. know, not big in stature, but put themselves around the pitch and were always liable to get on the end of something. Matty Fryer being another one. Mm. Um, yeah. So David Connolly, I, I, I liked, I thought he was a very good finisher. I mean, it was interesting looking back at his record, um, I mean, he started at Watford from 95 to 97, but then was sold uh, to uh, Feyenoord. He got a move over to Feyenoord and went into the, the Dutch uh, uh, league. But Feyenoord sent him out on loan to a team called Excelsior, who I think are in the Eredivisie at the moment. Right. But the record that he had there was absolutely phenomenal. And I'll, I'll just check this to get this right. He played 42 games for Excelsior on loan from Feyenoord. Um, 45 games, sorry. Scored 42 goals in 45 games. Wow. Now, in any top league, that is going some. Yes. And that got him yes. a move and he went off to... Um, uh, we sold him to Wigan, but in when he, he went to Wimbledon and got 42 uh, in 63 games there. So he was a decent finisher, a decent striker. Uh, with yeah. a good record, and uh, it was one of those that doesn't get talked about a lot as a as a, a Leicester City legend because he wasn't here long enough. But the time mm. that he was, I remember him very fondly indeed. Yes, he was a he, he was an annoying to the uh, mm. opposition's defences, wasn't he? Um, yeah. You know, no, no, it, it's I, 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 I'm not convinced with that picture, but that's Google <laughs> Images for you, but. Uh, and it would be great if we can get him on. Mm. Uh, I'll ask him. I'll ask, I will definitely ask him about his time abroad. Can I just say, are you an ABBA fan? I do it's like not a bit trick of question. You like him? Well, you know, you know what Super Trooper is, don't you? I do. It's a spotlight. Yeah, because whoever's operating your Super Trooper, can you tell them to either leave it on or leave it off? Because every time you it's, you like you like you on stage, yeah, you're on stage, and as you walk around, the lights following you, but it doesn't keep up with you when you sit back. It's not like you can. I'm like a, I'm like an old thespian. I'm always looking for my light. That's what I'm looking for. It's either oh. light or a prompt is what I need. Thespian, yes, I'm sure there's something else we could add. We yeah. could add to that, but uh, but yeah, that's um, a couple of other players that you mentioned that have had a foot in both camps. Jordan Stewart, Jordan Stewart, yeah, he was the one that, that springs to mind for me uh, that we sold to to Watford, and uh, and he had quite a good career at Watford, to be honest. Mm. Uh, looking at it, I, I checked back on that, and I think he played over a hundred games for both clubs, um, uh, and. He didn't have a particularly good uh, goal scoring record, but then I think he was, a, he was sort of almost like an early type of wing back, you know, that um, yes. he liked to get forward. And it's funny because I was uh, I was listening to Radio Leicester um, on the way back um, from the game yesterday, you know, waiting for them because they promised that they were going to speak to Brendan Rodgers and then spent thirty minutes talking about um, 
the sacking of the uh, women's team's manager. Yeah, Morgan. Um, yeah, nothing against the women's team, but that was dull chat. I can tell you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they were just, just filling dead air. Do you think waiting for oh, Brendan? Geez, not half. <laughs> but they were talking about Jordan Stewart because apparently, I'm not sure whether this happened in the game last night, but they were talking about Timothy Castagna and his shoulder popping out. Yes. Um, so I we couldn't tell at the ground that that, that actually happened, mm. but um, I think it was Matt Piper who was doing the co-commentary and he was talking about Jordan Stewart and saying he was exactly the same, used to happen all the time, and they're saying that there is an operation that they can do these days which sort of shortens the ligaments, uh, which stops it popping out so frequently, but with that comes a bit of time on the sidelines, so I think they're going to try and manage it, but I didn't know that had happened at all, so it, it didn't really notice it when we were in the ground. No, no. I'm very quickly googling it there, but I think he's he's had quite a few injuries. Got Jordan Stewart, so yeah. I can't find that 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 particular one. And there was one other that you mentioned as well, wasn't there? Who was that one? Kevin Phillips. Yes. Yes, Kevin Phillips. It's a shame we haven't oh, got a photo. Oh, we can bring his picture up if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I had him on there. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you think I throw this together, don't you? Right. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah, David... Kevin Phillips. Uh, I guess that, there he is. Look. There he is. It's is. funny because he looks a lot like a young David Connolly as well. He doesn't do, um, doesn't yeah. he? Google thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, what, what a great striker Kevin Phillips was. You know, he was, again, he yeah. was only with us for a short period of time, but, yeah. but did a decent job. But in his prime when he was at Sunderland, you know, phenomenal yeah. striker. And obviously yeah. worked with our strikers because he was on the coaching staff for quite a while afterwards as well. After he did, indeed, yeah. yes. He um, went on to Derby, I think, didn't he? Yeah, I think you're right. And um, mm. so, uh, you know, I've heard him on the on the radio a few times. I think he wants to get into management as well. But uh, again, just one of those strikers who's diminutive, but there's an old adage that says that the goal doesn't move. So... There's a lack of those kind of strikers around at the moment who just mm. enjoy scoring goals, you know. Yes. Going yeah. back to the days of Lineker, it didn't matter. It will take as much pleasure from a one-yard tapping as he would from anything outside the box. And uh, Only uh, because he probably didn't score that many from probably outside not, the box. No. And he but didn't Phillips was, one of, Phillips was yeah. one of those players who... And David Connolly were the same and Dickov the yes. same. I've, I've seen some uh, recent clips of, of Dickov and some goals that he scored for us. Their only thought was, can I get a shot off? You know, none yeah. of this farting around, you know, tricks and God knows what. Can I get one touch and get a shot off? Chances are, if you keep doing that, you're going to score a few. Do you know? Do you remember? You remember um, Camrich? Camrich? Camrich, yeah, yeah. Yes, Camrich. Uh, I mean, I can remember in that season before we we actually started to, to win towards the end that our strikers were almost scared to have a shot. Yeah. It was like I've got the ball. There's the goal. Oh, let me pass it to somebody else. Yeah. And and he used to come on. And the thing that used to impress me with that, he would he would shoot. Yeah. You know, and okay, you know, maybe seven, eight times out of ten it, it went up into row X or whatever you, but at least he was having the shots. And that's what you all you can ask your strikers to do, because the more shots you have, the more chance you've got of scoring. Yeah, I mean Kramerich was uh Kramerich was the right player at the wrong time, wasn't he? Yes. He needed a yeah. manager who would believe in him and give him a chance. And uh and he went on and he's done fantastic in Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga. So he has, um, yes. One that yes. we missed. Yeah. Dorco, how the devil are you, sir? 
uh, our fans will give Claudio a massive dilly ding dilly dong chant of appreciation. I'm sure, and I hope they do. I hope yeah, they do. Of course, I, I um, can't see anything other than that. Yeah, uh, and the guy at the BBC said, you know, will you ever get a statue of Claudio? And I, I think, we, I think, it, I think Leicester are, are really bad at this of honouring people. You know, yeah. we, we'll we'll name a. A restaurant after him in the, in the <laughs> things, but you know, what Gordon Banks, our only ever World Cup winner, no sign of a statue, but at Stoke they've got a statue for him. I just it'd be I interesting don't... to see if they if they build something into the the, the new stand or the new um, the the changes that that, that are planned because yes. it's a big site. You know, there's yes. chances to put quite a few statues around the place to honour people, but there should yes. definitely be something that honours that whole premiership winning team in my yes. in my view if would you then if you're going to have a um let's say and we somebody mentioned earlier and i think it was andrew said yeah claudio won it but we know who built the team well yes we do but unfortunately you remember the person yeah. that, that 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 won it uh would you then also have one of of of, of brendan because of the, the fa cup uh no, not yet not not yet i think um it's a difficult one, isn't it? Uh, that is, I mean, winning the Premier League was unique. You know, everybody's got a chance of the FA Cup. You know, you get a favourable draw. I'm not saying we did get a favourable draw because we didn't really. We, we had a few tough, tough yeah. games in there. But no way is that uh, the level of achievement of actually winning the Premier League. So, um, so I think Brendan just has to wait. Well, we, to be we, honest, we, we though, did have four previous but, attempts that didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I think there's... Um, there's every chance that Brendan will probably lobby for a statue of Brendan. <laughs> oh, nice one. Nice one. Anyway, score prediction. Seeing as you got it right the other night, I uh, and I'll give you that, you did. You went for 3-1, although I think I, I forced you into, into choosing it. Um, the other night on the prediction show, I actually went for a draw um, yeah. for the weekend. But... I've sat down and thought about it, and I think what I do on the <laughs> on the um, weekend on the prediction show with Steve Linux and Brad, I never actually do the same thing when I'm doing my score predictions here. So I've gone for two one Leicester uh, to Leicester, which is also what Ian Marshall and Jerry Taggart have gone for. Uh, Steve Linux, who we joke about his predictions, but he's actually beating me in the uh, <laughs> in the prediction show. He's gone for a draw. Uh, Steve Walsh has gone for a 2-0. Uh, and I, I did actually say to him that, you know, I mean, I'm pleased that he uh, he, he thinks we'll keep a clean sheet. Um, mm. But he did say that he, he's got faith that this is a, a the new beginning for us. <laughs> I said another one. And then Ian Wilson pops up just as I was saying that. I went, oh, 3-0. I said, well, if it's 3-0, I'll invite you all down to the South Coast and buy you all a pint. So don't go for that. hope it's not 3-0. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, everybody who's watching has heard that. So yes, because um, yeah. ex-players can can put them put the put the drink away quite quite easily, can't yeah. they? I mean, you started that piece by talking about me getting the score right um, for last night's uh, game, but it almost sounded like you were trying to take some credit for it as well, Chris. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. In fairness, you 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 went for the final score, three one. You've been doing it for I think about sixty-two weeks. So it had to come right one time. No, in fairness, you went three one. It was three one. Credit where credit's due, sir. 
Excellent. <laughs> Thank what you. are you going to go for this guess weekend? What, say, guess keep what I'm, going for going. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. <laughs> and no one else has gone for 3-1, so I'm going to stick with it. You're going to stick with your 3-1 again. And why not? Why not? You know, you're on a roll of one. Exactly. <laughs> Let's I'll let's hope it. it let's hope it continues. I can't see a clean sheet. I'm sorry. I'd love to say yes, but I, I just I just can't to be honest with right. you. Um upcoming games just to finish on. Here we go. Uh after Watford, we've got Southampton midweek, Southampton at night away. Oh, and I'm going. Mm. Last time that happened, certain nine-nil. Um <laughs> We've then got the Messiah, Stephen Gerrard, uh, hosting us on the Sunday, followed by that big game at Napoli, then Newcastle, then Tottenham. It gets quite tough coming up to Christmas, doesn't it? A yeah, lot of games yeah. coming thick and fast. Then we've got uh, the Carabao Cup in there as well. True. It'll be interesting to see um, when we go to Villa Park and uh, if Stephen Gerrard slips over in front of Brendan Rodgers again, won't it? I like it. That would be no. Or if he's not going to, Brendan, please just trip him up. One Leicester fan run on the pitch, trip Gerard up. I know you're going to get banned for life, but take one for the team, guys. <laughs> but he's, you're right. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of games coming up. I think, again, they were talking last night saying we've got something like, I think, 10, 10 games in 40 days or something mm. ridiculous like that. So, you know, we 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 may have to temper our, our sort of reactions if we get one or two bad results in the middle of that because that's a lot of games on not yeah. a huge squad at the moment. So, uh, um, you know, not, I think we've got to be I think we've got to be ready for it to be a bit roller coastery. I think because of you know we, we've got Liverpool in that period, time period who or twice who are twice, yeah. you know who are actually playing really well. We always seem to get Liverpool and Man City. Man City Boxing Day again. Although even under Puel, we managed to win that uh, that uh, fixture well, uh, a few seasons ago, I'm I'm lobbying for the African Cup of Nations to bring the date forward um, of when they uh, request the players to go um, off to their national countries because apparently the last game they're allowed to play is the one where Liverpool play us. So uh, unfortunately, Mane and Salah will still both be playing and the day after is the day that they uh that they go off to the african cup of nations so is that in the, in the calendar or in the league um i think it's the calendar i think that's the last game they're allowed to play and then right. the, the, the country right. i mean but it's something that we need to be aware of now because obviously oh, yeah. we're going to lose indeedy we're going to lose ian Acho. i know nigeria were trying to get lookman to yeah. um to go sorry Daka. Yeah, Zambia haven't qualified. So, well, they're not, right. No, so right. Daka will stay. But I'm not right. sure about uh, Amati as well. So mm. we could lose two, we could lose four, you know, and on not a strong squad, that could affect us. So we need to try and get some points in the bank. When you say not a strong squad, though, I mean, you, we, hopefully by then... You, we might be seeing the return of JJ and possibly uh, yeah. Fafana, um, if he doesn't go to Chelsea, of course, in, the, in January. Um, so have we have we not got a reasonable? I mean, it's, it's the strongest squad we've had for quite a while. Okay, it's a strong squad, but you take mm. those players out of it, and it's considerably weakened. 
you know, well, indeedy. Indeed, as, as is Liverpool's. If you take out Marnie exactly, well. so yeah. so it's going to have a big effect on uh, mm. on on quite a few teams uh, when this happens. Um, but with us, in terms of what we've got at the moment, in terms of that, if you take those four players out, I mean, Amati, as we've already talked about, I can say maybe somebody can check whether he's likely to go or not. But you take him out of it. it we, Brendan has come out and already said we can't afford to lose any more centre halves. You know, if he's going, we're losing one. Uh, mm. Indeed, he is irreplaceable. Anybody who goes in there is second best. Um, and Ian Acho, as we know, is quite capable of banging some goals in. Obviously, excuse me, he's not at the level that he was last season, but he's not been getting the pitch time. But he, no. he's a, a valuable option off the bench for us. So, um, and there's no real um, replacements there at the moment until we start getting everybody back. So, you, you, but, say you know, that, that's. I mean, that, that, you know, the more successful you are, you're going to yeah. get more international calls. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, if if a Marty was to go, hmm. we've we've got we've got Vestergaard. That's a good point. That's that is a very good point. You know, and uh, the only person I think, I think he, I, I th- he reminds me very much of Ian Ormondroyd. You know, <laughs> he's sort of. They were, I think they were both around the six foot seven, but when they were jumped, yeah. they were like six foot one. <laughs> very true very true do you think and okay i, I was a little bit uh tongue-in-cheek with that comment but this one in all seriousness come come january i think do we get a chance to rename our premier league squad yeah we do yeah we do so we can bring mendy back in i, think. I was i was good yeah. exactly the point i was going to make i know he wants to leave now because he is really really not happy and I get it because he, he had, a, a, I think, an excellent season. And when he yeah. was called upon, he played a bit like a Marty. Once he got regular time again, he, he was playing very well. But he would surely, if we are going to lose in DD to the um, African Cup of Nations, Mendy would be, for me, an obvious replacement. I, I would say potentially and obvious if he was in the squad already. There is no way that he can be match fit. I mean, I, I don't think he's been playing. I, I, whether he's been playing under twenty threes, I'm not sure. But um, there's no way that he can be match fit. You know, by by not even being involved in the in the squad. So mm. it would be a massive, massive gamble to throw him back in. I think I, I can only see him leaving in January, um, and I would imagine I, I, it would not be a surprise if he's gone for me. I suppose if he does, it gives Chowdhury the. Well, you've got Chowdhury, you know, yeah. we've, we've got Kieran, Kieran and Dewsbury Hall. You know, yeah. there are other players underneath as well that we're seeing. You know, I think it's like Sammy Braybrook or whatever. Uh, there's some young kids in there who may start uh, being shown on yeah. the bench as well. And, you know, there's a few names I didn't recognise last night. Yeah, there's only one of yeah, only takes one or two of those to actually grab their opportunity, and and who knows? It's true, it's true, and I mean, as much as I I haven't been the biggest Chowdhury of uh, fans, I think mm. if he keeps his head, mm. to me, he's always had this red card in him. But as long as that can be tempered, then he could be a very very good player for us. He could be. I think he's he's got very good pitch coverage. You know, he doesn't mm. get around the pitch. Sometimes that works against him because he doesn't, he, he hasn't got the awareness of when to go and when not to. He's a little bit like uh, 
a kid in the playground and can follow the ball a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, and that only comes with experience, unfortunately. Um, but in terms of, of a tough tackling, pitch covering defensive midfielder, then yes, is there? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether there's any plans to dip into the transfer market ourselves. Yeah. Going to end on this one, but a quick last question here from Andrew. Um, would you sacrifice the League Cup to concentrate on the Prem and the Europa League? For me, I don't think that the decision that we will we will make because I think we've gone as far as we're going to go in the League Cup, and I would be very surprised if we get past Liverpool because uh, I believe it is, I believe it's at Liverpool, isn't it? Uh, as well, it is at Liverpool. You know, the only thing I would yeah. say is that the fact that. They have also got a hell of a lot of games coming up mm. and they're probably even more likely to rest players than we are uh, for that. Yeah. However, they do have a lot of good youngsters, as was shown the other night in their Champions League performance. Yeah. So would would you sacrifice the League Cup? I don't I don't like sacrificing anything, but yes, probably. Mm. You know, if you have to, uh, if you yeah. if you're putting my neck on the block there, Andrew, then um I guess so. Yes, I, I just. I, my only worry with that is, you know, if we do put out all, all the youngsters and, and possibly lose it, it is another cup we can win. It is, but on the know. flip side, you've got to say, yeah, you know, do you go with a strong team and you still go out because it's away at Liverpool? So it, it is a difficult one. I think if. If we were in a period where we didn't have so many matches, I think you could probably get away with putting quite a strong team out there. But I don't. Yeah. I think Brendan's hand will be forced, literally, by the number of games that that one falls right in the middle of. Yes, it's a weird time to have it. I don't remember that happening before, but no. it's going to be a funny few years. As Dorco says, we're going to be losing a few weeks for the World Cup. So yeah, true. The next season. Well, it World starts Cup really early. I think it starts on August the seventh next season. Mm. So it's an early right. start as well. Wow, wow. So you going tomorrow? I presume so. Have a good one. I shall be there on Sunday. Yeah, and um, Sunday. I mean, so sorry. I, shall be, uh, I shall give Claudio your regards. Please do, please do. And uh, you're not being interviewed after the game, so you can. <laughs> we're going to go and win this. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I only get pulled up when we've lost. Yeah. I should message you for saying, like, are you there just in case we win? <laughs> <laughs> but as always, Craig, my wise old owl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your insights. And yeah. uh, stay safe and, and enjoy the game and uh, get your dilly, dilly dongs out. I will be indeed. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, now, there's a thought for you for the weekend. Craig with his dilly dongs out for the lads. What could you, What more could you want? What more could you want? Um, I should stop it. My mind's going. My mind's going back to Bailey's. Let's uh, let, let, let's uh, let's move on quickly, guys. Thank you so much. We're going to be back on Sunday. We are, and we will be back with this. post-match, 
me and uh, Brad will be there uh, discussing hopefully three points and also the return of this man. And I've got to be honest with you, it'll be nice to see him again, a true gent, and we will never forget what he did. I remember what <laughs> I want to remember. <laughs> I did ask him if he remembered Craig, and I think that was the answer that he gave. Guys, it is literally less than one calendar month to... Uh, the, the strange old man with the white beard trying to break into your house and uh, leave you presents. <laughs> Have you got your letters off yet? Don't be late. See you tomorrow. Oh, sorry, see you Sunday at 4.30. Thanks to Craig. Thanks for joining in. Take care. Stay safe. Good night now. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and TV For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Come on you foxes! Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.